you know, it's important that we we make things safe for for our young people because without you guys, you, know, you guys are our next generation. It's important that you guys understand how important that you are uh, because you guys are the next leaders. You guys are the next uh, politicians, the next scientists, the next doctors, the next architects, the next people who are going to shape this community to be how you want it to be. So uh, it's important that you guys understand that. And, uh, and this kind of thing, it just shows me that we're going to be in some good hands um, with, with the young people in this community as long as you guys keep doing these things and, and stay on that positive trail. Because the one thing that we struggle with in our community is love. We don't even know what it is. Some of us do, because we get it from home. They show us love. They show us how to care about ourselves. They show us how to wash ourselves, clean ourselves, make sure that our rooms are clean, make sure we eat every day, make sure that they tell you you're beautiful. They tell you, you're happy, stay happy. Some of us got the ones that say, get out of here. You're nothing. I'm tired of you. Leave me alone. So that affects us mentally, you know. And so um, all of those things uh, are barriers in our in our community and have what we have to do to fix it, right? And, and, and so the ones that are blessed, and you're blessed. And that means you're blessed. You know who you are. There's, there's people around you, surround you. It's a good community, and they're a positive community. They affirm your goodness. They don't affirm the negative things about you. Hey, Wolf Pacao, thank you for checking out our latest, our latest episode. We are so grateful for your support. We have a special episode for you today with the Struggle of Love Foundation. Coach I and Jason McBride stopped by the studio to talk about youth violence in our community. Hey, welcome to the Wolfpack Howl. I'm your host, Hennessy. I'm here with Caitlin and our two special guests. Uh, Jason McBride, Struggle Love Foundation. And uh, Coach I, E-Y-E, Struggle Love Foundation. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Welcome to our podcast. Um, thank you for being here. So can you guys introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jason McBride, Secondary Violence Prevention Specialist uh, for the Struggle of Love Foundation. Um, we've been around about 20 years, 22 years out here in this community. And uh, I'm going to let Coach kind of tell you about the, the beginnings of the Struggle of Love Foundation and, and how we got here where we're at now. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you for having us. Um, <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you, young ladies. Um, and I'm glad to see you out here doing what you're doing, trying to fight for your community and uh, stand up to gun violence in our community. That's it. That's the only way it's going to stop is uh, from you young, you, you, the younger community, the youth in our community, our our, our babies, our daughters, our, our sons, and to uh, stand up and speak out against this, you know. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm Coach I. Uh, we founded this organization back in 2000. Um, we do several things within the community. We have a food pantry that we do five days a week. Um, it's off of 47th in Peoria. Um, if anybody's familiar with the 360 Academy building, we're inside that building. We're on the fourth floor across the street from the police station. If you guys know where um, the DMV or the police station is, we are there. We have a broadcast up there. We have a T-shirt making machines. It's just a hangout spot for um, for those that have outgrown the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Uh, so you can come over there and hang out with us. And we're out there to about 10 o'clock at uh, um, it, 
at, at night right now. But uh, we have a violence interruption team, which Jason is the lead of, uh, which we respond to the shootings in our community uh, and try to provide uh, assistance and uh, mental health services for those that have been affected by that trauma, um, which we all are affected by violence in our neighborhood is a trauma to us. And we try to hide it and cover it up. And uh, I'm so glad you guys are speaking out on it. Um, it's, it's a very courageous thing of you. Um, so um, uh, we have uh, our secondary prevention team, which uh, we are within the schools, DPS schools. Uh, we, 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 treat, uh, we do our uh, Spreading Our Love Mentor and Leadership Program. Um, so uh, we're within DPS. Uh, um, we also, um, what else do we have? Oh, we also have our own in-house mental health uh, team. So if anybody that you know wants a little bit of mental health help, we have mental health help there. Um, and they are, they are young ladies of color. They are you. They graduated right here from Montbello, um, uh, right here from the Montbello neighborhood and now are licensed clinical therapists. And they work with us at the Struggle Love Foundation. Uh, uh, so uh, we offer that for free uh, to our youth uh, um, that need to uh, want to speak and talk to someone besides your friends or your mother or father or something like that. You want to reach out and get some extra little assistance. We have that as well. Um, so those are just a, a few things that we, we, we offer within our community. Uh, unfortunately, we'll be uh, losing Mr. Jason McBride. Um, um, he will be moving to our Aurora team. He will be heading our Aurora team. Uh, so we will be, uh, uh, we have a location out in North Aurora. Um, and Jason McBride is leading that team. So he's being promoted up into that. And, uh, but I'll still be out here in the neighborhood and he'll be still be here showing up every now and then, but he's got to lead that team. Um, so we can, uh, respond to the violence in our community. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for talking. Okay. So now we're going to jump into our questions. And can you guys share a little bit about how your childhood was growing up? Well, I, I'm, I'm from here. So I uh, born and raised. I lived in Park Hill. I, uh, I grew up. I had a great family. I, uh, you know, um, my dad wasn't around the, as much as I wanted him to be. But um, my, my grandfather and, and my grandmother um, and my mom just made sure that me and my little brother, you know, we had everything that, uh, you know, we needed. Um, so it was, it was a great place. You know, Park Hill was a great place to live. And I was fortunate enough to um, and I'm old enough uh, to to remember, you know, our neighborhoods before there were, you know, groups or gangs in them. Yeah. When we we're just allowed to be kids and play and, and do those things. So um, I, I saw the good side. And, and, and that's kind of what, uh, you know, why I do this, because I know um, how we can be. And I know how, how how our neighborhoods can be, and I know um, I remember how safe and, and fun that it was growing up. And and I think all all kids, especially your age, deserve that. You know, you deserve to have a safe place to live, safe place to play, um, a quality place to come in and learn. And people uh, like Mr. Clifton, who are interested in in, in um, you know showing you some things that you might not see. So that's that's how I, I got to be. You know, got to do what I'm doing. Um, living in Park Hill and, and seeing some of the things that are going on um, right now and, and have been for the last, you know, 20 years, 30 years. Um, you know, it's important that we we make things safe 
for for our young people because without you guys you know you guys are our next generation it's important that you guys understand how important that you are uh, because you guys are the next leaders you guys are the next uh, politicians the next scientists the next doctors the next architects the next people who are going to shape this community to be how you want it to be so uh, it's important that you guys understand that and uh, and this kind of thing it just shows me that we're going to be in some good hands um, with, with the young people in this community as long as you guys keep doing these things and, and stay on that positive trail so uh Sometimes I'm a I'm a little I'm a little uh, uh, ashamed to uh, um, of my childhood. Uh, unfortunately, I grew up, I, I I was born in Illinois. I was born in Chicago, uh, and I was born uh, um, kind of I was poor, right? So um, I was one of the children that had holes in the bottom of their shoes, and uh, it was a little rough living, you know. Uh, for, for where I grew up and um, I went through some things as a child, uh, being mentally and physically abused, um, unfortunately. Uh, so uh, for me, I left the home when I was 13 years old and committed myself to the, to, the, to the evils of the world. I committed myself to the negative things of the world, which is the streets. And I, um, I started living and and, and 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 selling drugs, and um, so my first experience of sitting in, in, in juvenile hall um, in St. Charles in Illinois, I was fourteen, um, and my next experience, I was fifteen, and um, didn't get out till I was seventeen. Uh, my first experience um, out in the streets doing drugs, um, I was smoking what they call PCP which is a sherm and it gave me a heart infection at 16 years old. And, um, I had to get a stent in my heart, because uh, uh, one of my vessels in my heart clogged and would not open anymore from the poison that I was smoking. Um, so I had that at, at 16, a year later, uh, a month before my 18th birthday, I found myself shot. And, and, and left for dead um, when I should have been in school. Um, riding around as a 17-year-old young man, I um, went to a wrong neighborhood and um, ended up with an eye missing and bullets in my back. Um, and thanks to the grace of God, I woke up in the ambulance and didn't know what had happened or anything, but I still kept playing. I still didn't believe in, in myself. I still didn't have any love or worth because as a child, I was told I wasn't going to be anything. You're not going to be nothing. You know, so I, I, I challenge you youth. I challenge the youth out here that have a good life, that have parents at home that kind of, you know, halfway care about them. If they put a roof over your head, a bed, some food in your refrigerator, Appreciate those things because some of us don't have those things. Um, as some of us um, have been mentally scarred and abused, you know, um, for things that we chose to do um, at a younger life. And so I, I am a victim of gun violence. Jason may have not told you, but he's a victim of gun violence. Uh, he lost an eye to gun violence. 
He covers it up with his glasses. I don't know if I should have shared that. I should have let him share that. No, I was getting. I was gonna get to it. Yeah. Uh, we have several, several people that uh, in our neighborhood that are in wheelchairs that we've lost due to gun violence. Um, and I'm ashamed to even say I would, used to be a part of that. Um, so I, I uh, my last time doing time in the penitentiary uh, was 98, 99, maybe before you guys were born. Mm-hmm. But I've I've lost ten years of my life in and out of jail. I lost another whole life looking like this, uh, with pain every day. Um, have to take pain pills for the rest of my life because of the pain from the bullets to get up and move and keep moving. So one day, you know, um, through. Through the blessings of God, God sent me a, a young lady um, that would not put up with what I was doing. It made me realize there was a good me. Made me realize deep down inside I did love myself. I did care about myself. I did care about what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so that young lady is now my wife of 20-some years. And sometimes why I'm saying this to you, young ladies, is sometimes it takes powerful young ladies to help straighten up what us young men mess up. Yeah. Um, so the power of no, I'm not going to stand for that unless you're doing the right thing goes a long way. Because it changed me. It changed me and she made me realize that there is a better me and made me love myself. And that's how we came up with the Struggle Love Foundation. Because the one thing that we struggle with in our community is love. We don't even know what it is. Some of us do, because we get it from home. They show us love. They show us how to care about ourselves. They show us how to wash ourselves, clean ourselves make sure that our rooms are clean, make sure we eat every day, make sure that they tell you you're beautiful. They tell you, you're happy, stay happy. Some of us got the ones that say, get out of here. You're nothing. I'm tired of you. Leave me alone. So that affects us mentally, you know? And so um, all of those things uh, are barriers in our in our community and have what we have to do to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so the ones that are blessed and you're blessed and that means you're blessed you know who you are because it's people around you surround you it's a good community and they are positive community they affirm your goodness they don't affirm the negative things about you so please take advantage of those opportunities and these opportunities the schools are offering you and do something with it. Believe in yourself. Stay away from the negative. Tell them no. Don't like the gun pages when you see them. They show the, you know, they show them on Snapchat with their pistols. Yeah. Erase, erase it. Erase it. The more that we get kids saying, nah, that's not cool. The more they'll start changing. 
But as long as we allow them to think that we think it's cool, they're going to keep doing it. And we know deep down inside we don't like that stuff. I don't. I don't like guns. It hurts. I'm scared of guns. I'm terrified of a gun. You know, it's just my trauma. I'm scared of it. And, 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 and it's getting younger and younger. You know, I have a question for you, young ladies. Yeah. Are you scared? I'm scared of guns. I am scared of guns. But are you scared of your community? Sometimes, Sometimes yeah. yeah. Sometimes. That's that's the problem for me. That's why look, people like Jason and I are out here in the fight. Just like Mr. Clifton is out in the fight. He may not be out there, but this is the fight. I'm sometimes scared of walking home, too, because, like, I don't know. I'm just scared. Right. No, nothing. And, and just to kind of piggyback on what, what Coach is saying is that you're, what, 12, 13? 13. Yeah, no, no one 12 or 13 should be scared of anything. You know, um, not not just going to school or being at school or, or gunshots. Like, you guys deserve more than than this and and um through the work that me and coach do um we're trying to make sure that we can ensure your safety that we can ensure um that you guys can just be kids you know um we went to a funeral uh, last week and uh you know coach coach kind of enlightened me on this and and that parents were dropping their kids off at, at a funeral and this was a young lady who had been killed in this community and you just start to think about those things and, and emotionally um, how you need somebody to lean on when, when you go to a funeral and that these kids did not have that. And, and how did, how did they feel not having a, a shoulder to cry on or lean on in, in, a, in a time like that? And what made it, what, what, what was the result of that? You know, some of these kids got angry and maybe went out and did something stupid. Right. And then that's what we're trying to prevent. Like we want to, we want to uh, we want to teach the kids. Um, we want to make sure that the community is safe for the kids, but we also want to um, maybe educate the parents on how to uh, be parents. Sometimes, sometimes we're, you know, I'll, myself. I had kids at a young age, and I wasn't ready to be a parent at at sixteen, seventeen when I had kids. But I had a good support system. My mom was everything, right, and and she helped me with that. So. Um, we're trying to be that support system, um, for you guys and, 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 and provide activities, provide a safe place for you to be. Um, all of those things are, are usually important to us. And so that's why the love center is where it's at. And that's why we offer some of the things that we do, um, in terms of programming. Um, you know, that's why we do a, a, a reach for peace picnic. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. why we do giveaways and turkey drives and toy drives for this community here, because we think it's paramount for this community to be safe. And we want all communities to be, to be safe. But it's it's important for us to be um, in the communities that we live in and, and make sure that the kids around these communities know uh, how important they are. Why did we invite them? Well, we wanted to invite them just to know more about youth violence and like what we could do to stop it. We were looking for tips to stop it. Well, I am we invited them to we wanted like to like to stop our like what our community does, like like violence, you know? Because there's been a lot of violence. There's been a lot of violence now since like 
it's kind of more. I don't. Re- I don't really want to say safe, but like, for me, I haven't heard anything. But like, not, recent. not recently. But we want it to be more safe. Safe for us. Safe for kids. Safe for the teachers. For safe for our parents and everything. Well, that that was a great interview. It was a it's interesting when he said if we were safe in the community. What were your thoughts? My thoughts were I was I didn't feel safe in my community. I felt scared. Not scared. I hadn't really heard any recently, but like what I what I experienced too. I was scared what I experienced too. Shooting in my neighborhood. How like shooting and everything, you know? Like my neighbors like yelling at each other. I was scared. That's what like I'm scared like my neighborhood. But for recently I haven't heard anything. Do you feel safe in your community, Caitlin? I don't. I don't really feel safe sometimes. Most most times, well, it's really calm, but like at at nights when it gets dark, it's not really safe. Like the street right next to us, there was a shooting, and there was a death, and it. I didn't feel safe because they were in my backyard. They were in our backyard, and it was just. Weird. Well, I feel you, and I I feel I didn't I didn't feel safe when I was younger. But for right now, I did like kind of feel safe because I had hear anything recently like in my neighborhood because I live close to well I can't, I live like kind of close to here. But like when I heard nothing, I kind of feel safe. But like what I heard, no. <laughs> so what do you want, Caitlin? What do you think to make our community like more safer? Maybe pro like pro protest. Yeah, we can protest saying like we should make the community more like safer and like to stop youth violence because like why I wonder why kids like get in violence even though they're very young. Well, what I heard from my dad, he went like kind of through it because he was like in the neighborhood, like kind of in El Salvador. Like there was a lot of gangs. I told him about like, have you ever been in a gang? He said no. But he wanted, like, he, like, experienced, like, you know? He experienced, like, like in the gang, you know? That some kids, well, what he said to me, because he lives, like, in Salvador, what he me dijo a me, is that, um, that kids being violent because they want to, and they, they regret what they said, and they want to get out. <laughs>